All right. Thank you, Kelly Robinson, very much. And welcome to our program. Glad to have you tuned this morning. And uh, we are here for the next hour to answer your lawn and garden questions. And uh, toll free number. If you'd like to call, I'd love to hear from you. It is 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. And uh, so all you have to do is pick up the phone. Just a moment. Let me uh, turn off my phone. It is thinking I'm dictating all of this and trying to get a message to my wife that I brought the wrong glasses to the broadcast today. Oh, golly, this is going to be a long hour. And then two more later. So I think she's going to get a turnaround, unfortunately. Um, Anyway, we are here to talk about the plants at your place. I hope you'll pick up the phone and give me a call. And uh, it is as simple as calling 888-256-1080. Jared Taylor is running the boards and answering the phones. He will be the first you will talk to, and then you will... uh, then you will get a, a, a chance to, to visit. We'll talk about whatever is on your mind, whatever it might be. I hope it will be a chance to uh, talk about uh, your landscape and your garden. It's as simple as that. And uh, so all you have to do is uh, give us a call right now. And I am really pleading for that call right now. And uh, that would be a just a, a godsend. I have been going through some double vision issues from a couple of years ago from a a reaction to a medication and uh, that with vertigo and I've been working through a double vision specialist and the glasses have have uh, they're they're working with me now I have a pair for my computer and I have a pair for just walking around town and that's the pair I have right here they have a focal length of about four feet I don't have anybody to hold my ed copy at four feet (laughs) and I can't see the buttons on the computer. I can't see anything. So it's my hope. I'm going to get into a break very quickly and give her an SOS call. I broadcast not too far from our home, just about a 15 minute drive each way. So hopefully uh, she can rescue me. This glasses thing has been a nightmare and uh, just unpleasant. So anyway, The ads you will hear for the first uh, part of the program today will be done pretty much from memory, just to warn you of that, as will my answers. People ask, do you have a book you refer to? No, I wrote the book, but I don't refer to it. It's just, uh, you know, it's learned from a lifetime of experience. It's been hot, it's been dry, uh, but there are things, lots of things we can talk about here as we uh, wind down July. So give me a call, won't you please? It's live here at 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. I broadcast from Amarillo to Corpus Christi and from Alpine to Crockett and to about 30 other stations in between. And if you can hear me, you can call me live right now. I hope you will. 888 888- 256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. Let me tell you about my book. It is Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. It's in its uh, fifth printing, actually in its sixth printing, and I'm trying to finish up the fifth printing, get all those copies out and uh, mailed, and I've put them on sale. A tremendous opportunity for you. They're only $32 and uh, uh, 95 cents. That is the lowest price that you will ever see on that. And uh, when the sixth printing comes out, it will be at thirty-eight ninety-five. 
Let me tell you about the book. That's that's a sale price, first of all. That is a real sale price. Let me tell you, and, and the sixth printing has two paragraphs that are different, and they just basically address the cold of 2021. And so you know about that, so no big deal. But here is what I want to tell you about uh, the uh, the book. It is 344 pages. Uh, it has 840 of my best photographs. It is printed on high-quality paper, and uh, it is available to you right now. I'd be happy to sign a copy. I sign on Sunday nights and Monday. We put them in the post office. I take them myself to the post office. This is a self-published book. I enjoy doing it this way. Uh, we box them and take them to the post office on Tuesday, and uh, you'll have it very shortly thereafter. I sign every copy that way. I couldn't do that if it were in stores or on Amazon. It is not in stores or on Amazon. Eleven chapters. Chapter one is the basics of gardening in Texas. Things you have to know to get started. These things apply to all of the following ten chapters. Chapter two is a calendar of when to plant, prune, fertilize, and protect all of your plants. Month by month, four pages per month. I've never done that in any book before. Chapters three through eleven are incredible detailed chapters on trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. It's all in the book, and it's all waiting for you, and it's all only $32.95. One mistake in buying the wrong tree or planting your vegetables at the wrong time will pay for the cost of this book. I'll guarantee your satisfaction with the book, or I'll refund every penny you spend. I have said that for all five printings, and I have never been asked to refund a penny. 75,000 copies sold, not one request for refund. So it's not in stores, not on Amazon. I told you that, and you say, well, where is it available? It's available from my office or my website. You can call my office Monday through Friday. That is one way to do it. It's better if you go ahead and get it ordered on the website now. But the office phone number, for those who like to do that, is 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. The better way is to go ahead and order it right now. And you can read more about the book at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Okay, I'm going to read this one, and I'll see how I can get along with this one. That one was done just from memory. This is from Mueller. At Mueller, they believe in value. Their Value Plus buildings are pre-engineered, and they feature an easy-to-assemble, bolt-together design. Mueller's durable roofing panels are hail-resistant, and they come backed by a 30-year limited paint warranty. But true value never stops at just a quality product at a reasonable price. That true value shows in the service you receive during your purchase and in how a company stands behind their product after the sale. Mueller understands that buying a steel building or a metal roof for your home can be a lifetime decision, and Mueller will provide assurance before, during, and for decades after your purchase. At Mueller, you simply get more. You get more for your money. You get more confidence in their company, and that gives you more value. Call them at 877-2-MUELLER. That's M-U-E-L-L-E-R. So that phone number in all numbers is 877-268-3553. Or you can visit them online at MuellerInc.com. Be sure to tell them Neil Sperry sent you in, MuellerInc.com. I'll have more after this message. 
All right, Kelly, thank you very much. And, uh, oh, oh, goodness gracious. Let me mark down my date on my log here. I always do that for all of my calls, and I didn't get it done because I was fumbling around trying to figure out what to do about glasses. My wife just arrived home. She is on her way back with glasses. So if you just tuned in, I brought the wrong pair of glasses. I have four pairs of glasses, one for the microphone, one for the computer, dark glasses, and one for being able to see to walk. So, gosh. All right, let's start out. Our first call today is Michael in, I can't see Michael, is it Tulia? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How can I help you? Well, just a quick question. I have um, a couple different breeds of grass in my yard. I've got Bermuda in the backyard. And then I have buffalo grass in the front that's in the real sandy soil. Uh, both are coming up pretty good right now. Um, the heat's really driving them, but I'm having to put a lot of water out there. Um, but I do get this weedy grass that shows up early in the winter and stays through. And I tried to kill some of it off before my Bermuda and my buffalo started coming up. And did pretty well, but I'm still getting patches of it. I didn't know if there's a way I can go ahead and eliminate some of that during the season that it's growing. Or I need to wait until... Uh, Things kind of go dormant. Okay, we gotta gotta do some question answering first. Um, sure. Are your Bermuda and Buffalo grass newly seeded? No, sir. They've been around for a while. The Buffalo, um, when I bought the house four years ago, um, it was mostly weeded area, but I had some Buffalo kind of in there, and uh, it's just spread. And I've, I've hit it with different weed. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't have to know all that. I just I need to know if it's mature grass or if it was planted this year. It needs to have been through a winter uh, before oh, I yes. no, give they, you some answers. It's mature grass. All right, tell me, tell me, Tulia is uh, is West Texas, right? Somewhat west. Yes, sir. Yes, right. sir. It's uh, it's between Amarillo and Lubbock. Yeah, all right, I'm with you. I am now with you and officially tuned in. I, I just was trying to get my bearings. Um, in most of Texas, in almost all of Texas, if you have Bermuda and buffalo grass, and if you do any irrigating of your lawn, um, I, I get it that there are a lot of people who irrigate only to prevent fires and only to, to have something somewhat green. But as soon as you irrigate those two grasses, you have a Bermuda lawn. Bermuda becomes the dominant grass. I'm just going yes. to say that I, I, uh, you, you mentioned the, the uh, buffalo grass has, has started to grow and spread. And I thought buffalo grass was going to be a wonderful lawn grass in the early 90s when some improved varieties were introduced. But everywhere they got used, Bermuda overtook them. Where you are, that, that may not happen because, because you are in a, a very arid area. And, uh, and, and so I just, wanted to say that now having having said that about your other grass when did it is it is it a perennial grass i don't know what grass you have what weed grass you have so i've got to work with the facts that i can get um there are many many weed grasses uh is it a perennial or is it annual did it germinate this uh this spring and and grow all summer or was it there during the winter no, it seems to stick around through the winter, and I've never ID'd it to really be certain what I'm dealing with. Um, I can kind of describe it to you. It's kind of got a broad no, to it. There's, there's no point in trying that. They're, the grass family <laughs> is the second largest plant family in the world. 
we'd, we'd okay. be here all day, and I, I still wouldn't be confident. Did it? So it was there during the winter. It was green during the winter, or it was brown during the winter? No, sir. It, it was green through the winter. All right, and then did it brown in the summer? Has it brown in uh, the summer? Like, go ahead. No, no. I think it's kind of stuck itself around, and uh, it's these little sprigs that come up and bundles grow much faster than my grass does. Um, and it's and, definitely uh, a grass. It's not a broadleaf weed. No. In fact, I actually hit my lawn with a bunch of uh, weed-free zones, uh, just kind of a mixed in a sprayer and spot-treated uh, parts of my yard. Killed the things that needed to be killed, but that stuff just survived like it wasn't even uh, touched by it. All right. Let me give you the best answer I can without spending the entire program trying to help you and then not feeling like I did help you. If you okay. have a grass growing within a grass then there is no product that is going to successfully kill the the grass within a grass if the weed grass is perennial. In other words, if it comes through like Dallas grass, for example, uh, or mm-hmm. Johnson grass, other than spot treating, because whatever kills the weedy grass is going to kill your permanent grass. It, there, there are no products that can distinguish between the two. We used to have a product called MSMA, that we could use to kill uh, Dallas grass, Johnson grass, and other grasses in Bermuda only, not so much in the other lawn grasses, but in Bermuda turf. That was mm-hmm. taken off the market about 10 years ago. It's still available for limited use in golf courses and, and ditches. I don't understand that. But anyway, I don't. Mm-hmm. it's not my place to question those things. And it seems like some uh, lawn care companies mysteriously find it. But... Uh, anyway, that's, that's a way that, that was a way of getting rid of grasses within grasses. The only thing that we consumers have available to us is a glyphosate, such as the original Roundup that has no other weed killer in it with just spot treating. But that is an answer I would give if I knew that somebody had Dallas grass specifically in clumps right here, a dinner plate size clump right here. That doesn't sound like what you have, but right Mm -hmm. here. And you could treat just that clump, and, and you'd kill the Bermuda and the buffalo grass and the Dallas grass. You'd have a brown spot, and then the, the good grasses would fill in. But without mm-hmm. knowing what you have, I'm stuck. And if you had told me it came up in the spring and grew and then died in the fall, or it came up in the fall and died in the spring, I could help you in a heartbeat with a, with a pre-emergent weed killer granule to, to keep it from germinating. But since it's perennial, there's the wheels off. So, sure. Well, and I've I've used a granule perennial. I mean, a, a pre-emergent. pre-emergent uh, yeah. I'll just- I'm not as consistent as I should be in getting it out on time, but but it doesn't matter I, if it's a perennial weed. It's not going to help that one. It'll help other other uh, uh, annual uh, weeds like annual bluegrass and rescue grass, things like that. But yeah. this is uh, unless unless you have something like tall fescue that survives your somewhat cooler nights. I mean, you guys have been really hot this summer too, but, oh, yeah. but but your evenings are cool enough that fescue can survive and it's a it it's a perennial. Uh, so, you know, it could be something like that or one of the other uh, cool season weeds. I don't know I where I would start is I would get into a farm supply store, ask them to identify the weed specifically. If you can get some seed heads on it, that's what you need. You gotta have gotcha. the seed head to identify it, and then then uh, they can help you or your county extension office 
or maybe in one of the two big counties, either Lubbock or, or uh, uh, Amarillo, and, and get the county extension uh, specialist to help. I'm, I'm okay. dead in the water on it or dead in the dust. <laughs> well, I appreciate, I appreciate your time. And, uh, okay. you know, I kind of did the roundup thing on it uh, when everything was dormant. And I think I did the same thing, like you said. I think it killed things around it, but then it filled in, which I was happy with. So. Yeah. Well, and that's that's a way, but if you have tons of it, then that doesn't work so well. I didn't okay. help you much, but I get, you can tell I tried. So anyway. Yeah, absolutely. I, I appreciate you, you, Neil. Thank you, Michael. Okay. Take Bye. care. Have a good day. All right, we go to uh, – well, I need to get another break out of the way and, and see if I can read whatever I had copied. This, is, this one is my own product, so I can handle it. Stony and College Station, James at Possum Kingdom. Oh, goodness, James, hope you're okay out there. Lots of fires. We'll uh, come to you very next, so stay with me. Let me tell you about Neil Spray's eGardens. It's my free electronic newsletter. I'm just going to close my eyes and talk on this one. It comes from my computer to your email every Thursday, just a little after 6 p.m., uh, the things that you'll get in eGardens, number one, you'll get a featured plant of the week, something that's very special that week or that needs to be planted that week. Second thing you'll get with eGardens is you will always get uh, gardening this weekend where I outline the things that are most important to be done that week. Third thing you'll get with eGardens is the new Q&A section where you get to uh, write a question in and I will answer it. Now, I can't get to all the questions. In fact, they fill up very, very quickly. We have 80,000 subscribers, you can only imagine. But I, I, uh, I, I take 15 or 18 questions each week and answer them, and, and you get to see what uh, those questions are and what my answers have been. And uh, in many cases, that'll uh, address things that you're interested in. And then a couple of other stories. It's free. It always will be. And you can see what it looks like by going to my website. That's where you buy my book also, and that's where you sign up for eGardens. Take a look at it at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y, Com. Click on that eGardens tab. I'll be back with more after these messages. All right, Kelly, thank you very, very much. We go back to the phone lines. Let's go to Stoney in College Station. Stoney, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. Howdy from College Station. Yes, sir. Howdy back. I've got a, another grass question for you, but I think you can do this one without your glasses. Good. Uh, so it's been so hot, obviously, everywhere, and we're not getting any rain either. And I, I know or I think I know grass can go dormant. And my, my question really is, how much during this dry, hot time should we be watering? And how do you tell if the grass is going dormant uh, versus dying? All right. What type of grass do you have? Well, we've got some zoysia in the back, and in the front, we kind of have a, a mix. There's some St. Augustine in, in places and some, some Bermuda on the other side of the yard. The one that worries me, Stoney, is uh, St. Augustine because it has a problem with chinch bugs. And when Bermuda and zoysia get dry, they, they begin to turn kind of brown. Kind of brown or kind of tan, I can live with as long as there's a lot of green in there. Um, kind of brown with St. Augustine worries me because I need to look closely to make sure it's not kind of impacted with chinch bugs because kind of very quickly turns into, yikes, it is besieged <laughs> and dying. Chinch bugs will kill a spot of St. Augustine uh, in, in a week. 
and what happens with chinch bugs is they will have a, an area of a lawn in the sun, the hottest, sunniest part of your yard uh, will will look dry. You'll water it, and the next morning it won't perk up. And I'm talking about just wilted dry, that, that kind of glossy, slimy, dark green look, not not brown yet. And you water it, and it doesn't perk up. That's your indication that there are chinch bugs out there. Uh, okay. If you wait three or four more days, then it begins to take on the tan straw color, and that's not that's not dormant. That's um, that's dying. Um, and and let me go ahead and finish on chinch bugs, and we're going to talk about all the rest of it. Um, you go out to the area right at the edge of the impacted area where the lawn is struggling with chinch bugs, and you get down on your hands and knees. Unfortunately, some of us don't get up back up from that very easily. <laughs> but uh, you part with your fingertips. You part the grass and look down at the soil line, and you will see um, the black insects that are bigger than the pinhead, about BB-sized. They'll be moving okay. around rather freely, and they'll have black uh, wings with white diamonds, irregular diamonds on the on the backs of their wings. There will be a lot of red young chinch bugs, nymphs, in there too, and they'll be moving around freely. So several generations all together. They'll be right at the interface of healthy grass and, and declining grass. And if you okay. see that, you need to get uh, Merit or some other labeled insecticide out right away. Always in the hottest, sunniest part of the yard. If any of this is happening over there under the trees, that's not chinch bugs. It'll, they'll okay. come back to the same area year after year. Now, in terms of just regular drought and, and uh, lawn going dormant or dry, uh, you can address that at any time with uh, just by watering it. And I tend to, if, if we're really dry and if I hear that we're in water curtailments, uh, obviously I follow the water curtailments, but if uh, water is becoming scarce and I'm worried that the drought is is going to be a problem before the summer's out, we're all going to have water rationing if we're not careful, then I will cut back and maybe go a day or two longer between waterings. I try to water my lawn no more often than twice a week at, at 100 degrees or 104 degrees, and I water deeply enough that, that it'll make it and, and be dry by the time it needs to be watered the next time. I will hand water, even to the point of using a hose right around the edge of the walk or the edge of the drive where I don't want the sprinkler to, to be spraying because that's wasted water. I have sure. a spot along our drive that I'm going to do tonight where I saw that the, the grass is dry. There's no point in running a sprinkler system just for that one-foot area, so I'll do that by hand. No, no spray nozzle or anything. I'll just run the hose right along that and drag it along. Dog likes it because he just follows the hose. It's kind of fun to watch. <laughs> um, and, and so, uh, but I let it go dormant. I just don't let it get so dry that all the green is gone. If you do that, especially with St. Augustine, it's gone. All the, all the life is above ground. With Bermuda, there's stuff underneath that will come back. That's why when Bermuda burns, uh, it'll come back beautifully. With St. Augustine Burns, it's gone. Gotcha. Zoysi's kind of in between. Yeah. So I hope that helps. Yeah. That, that helps a lot. Thank you. Right. Thanks Thanks for That's the call very much. All right, take care. All right, let's see where we are. Let's go to James at Possum Kingdom. James, this is Neil. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Neil. How are you? I'm well. Are you safe? Everything okay oh, at your yeah. place? Okay. We're in an area where we're not having any problem at all, so Good. we're thankful for that. Good. <clears throat> a couple of things. First of all, we're on a, in a sandy area, and we're at lake level. And I put 
I've got two all cypress that I put out 20 years ago, and they have just done wonderful. I've got a couple of questions, one on each tree. Last year, the smaller of the two trees uh, did not come out in the top four feet. So I left it. I left it for this year, and the same thing happened. So that's one question, what's happening there? But more importantly, the bigger tree, which has got to be 35 feet tall. I mean, that thing is huge. It Last year it was perfect, and this year it came out so thin it looks like it's sick, but I'm sure it's not. I was going to give it another year and see what happened with it, but thought maybe you might have some ideas. What has the color of the needles been for these trees over the last three or four years? Oh, they've been dark green. Okay. Uh, so. I, I, I thought about I thought about some state green, you know, some iron deficiency. Well, that, that was my question, but you just yeah. answered it saying that you don't need iron because you've seen this year than they have been. They so are lighter. It, yeah, they are lighter, and it may be the, that I need the, to feed both of them. Let me tell you. Let me tell you what an iron deficient bald cypress tree looks like. I'm broadcasting from within a hundred yards of one. It okay. looks like you took the lid off a jar of French's mustard. They are that yellow. And if your tree is not, your trees are not that yellow. Then I don't think that's iron deficiency. No, they're not. Uh, they they're they not will turn almost yellow. white um, no. eventually. They're, they get so iron deficient. If now it's it's possible that that it's iron deficiency because when you get west of oh I'd say uh, uh, west of Bonham uh, I mean I'm going east of Dallas if you go from there westward uh, bald cypress trees become a little problematic you'll see them do well and you'll see other trees a mile away not do well um, and I'm not planting any more at my place I just uh, the iron deficiency just and it waits 15 or 20 years to show up like your trees are. But but you would, and, and it will kill the tops down, but you would have had, the, the way you would have begun the conversation, Neil, I've lost the top out of my tree. It just it was beautiful for 15 years, and then it started turning yellow and more and more yellow and then white, and then all of a sudden the top died out. And that's not the way you addressed it. So. No, that's not, that didn't happen. It was green as it could be, and the next year the top four feet died, didn't, didn't come out. So. Let me thank my wife for bringing my glasses to me. Thank you. Oh, good, wife. good. Yeah, good luck, she says. She's been listening to me complain for two weeks. Oh, it is heaven. I can see things. She's a wonderful wife. <laughs> and and this so is, is your optometrist. Yeah, it's uh, it's a uh, it's been a, it's been an ordeal the last month or so. Um, as far as uh, as far as what could have happened. Have you you have not pruned the top out of the one that that went bad last year? No, I just left it come out again. When, try it again. When you do, yeah. if you can reach it to do that, when you do take the top out, if it's if it's dead, it's not going to leaf out now after you uh, yeah. have two years. Uh, no, trim it six or ten inches below that, and and as it drops to the ground, look at what might have happened there. See if there's any kind of injury or anything that was bound around it. I, you know, this is going to be goofy and I don't think there's a chance this would ever be it. But sometimes on junipers, you'll see even an old bagworm bag that was tied and it girdles the, the, a branch, not the tip, not on a big tree like that, but, but something, see if a squirrel chewed it, see if there's anything that gives you any indication of what might've happened. 
I have not seen that happen to Bald Cypress very often. Usually it's the power line crew that cut it <laughs> that caused them yeah, to die yeah. out like that. Um, so I don't have a good answer in that regard. Take some photos uh, of it and uh, and have that for documentation. Make sure the photos are good and clear. Take them late in the day, very late in the day with the sun behind you or early in the morning with the sun behind you so that you get a good clear shot of, of that uh, uh, stem and uh, from far enough away that you can see the wood of the of the trunk and um, uh, now as far as the big tree the biggest one it, it just was perfect last year and it came out thin as it could be it, 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 and it's thin to, top to bottom it's thin top to bottom yes all right that it was could, absolutely full last year, so. yeah that one that one might be uh, that one might be nutritional. It might need nitrogen. Yeah. Uh, it might be drought. Uh, yeah. I'm going to well, ask see, we're, Jared. We're at lake level, and so there's a Yeah, you've got roots in there. the water table. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to ask well, Jared gonna... to put you back on hold, and uh, I'm going to – I think he has my uh, contact at my office. If not, I'll give it to him uh, while we're in break, and uh, a way you can get me some photos. I want to help you. You've waited on hold a long time, and I'll try to help you. Uh, it will be a way to send a couple of photos to uh, Gretchen. Would the state green? It's not going to hold if I did that, though, would it? Well, let me let me see what it looks yeah. like first. Okay. I need to see okay. this one because it's kind right, of an oddball problem, whatever it is, and I'll try to help yeah. you. Get me some really good photos, if you will, and I'll try okay, to help Okay, I'll you. do it. I'll okay, do it. stay on hold. Jared, put Thank him on you. hold, please. I'm going to take a break. I'll come right back. Gladys and Amarillo, you're coming up next. All right. Oh, man, I can see my ad copy. Cool. Although this one I can do from heart. But nonetheless, thanks to my wife for spending her last hour driving around town. Let me tell you about the fifth printing of my book, Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. Uh, this is a book I chose to self-publish so I could choose the editor of my choice, Carolyn Skye, and graphic designer of my choice, Cindy Smith. We could publish a book that was the way I wanted it, not have to go through committees at a publishing house. It did mean I had to pay up front and get it done the way I, I, I wanted it. Uh, you, you, you have to uh, make those decisions, and that was a compromise I was willing to do. The book has done well, and uh, it is the book I always wanted to have for you. Eleven chapters. Chapter one, Basics of Gardening in Texas. Chapter two is that calendar I've never uh, been allowed to put in a book before. It's not a wall calendar. It's a, a perpetual calendar of when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all the plants in your landscape and garden. And then detailed chapters with lots of photographs and lots of charts and lots of information on trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. It took me a, a lifetime to accumulate all the information I put in the book and a year to write the book. And you get it for $32.95, my summertime sale on the fifth printing of the book. Satisfaction guaranteed. It's not in stores, not on Amazon. The sixth printing will be thirty-eight ninety-five. But you get it for $32.95 if you order it right now. You can call my office Monday through Friday, business hours, 800 752 GROW. 800 752 4769. The better way is to order it right now at neilsperry.com. N E I L S P E R R Y.com. 
Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. All books are signed and satisfaction guaranteed. More after these messages. Thank you, Kelly. Let's go back to the phone and we go to Gladys in Amarillo. Gladys, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. How may I help you? I have just resotted my backyard with fescue, and it has nut grass coming up in it about a nine by nine square. How do I get rid of the nut grass? You go back to wherever you bought the fescue, and you sound like such a nice person, and you suddenly <laughs> say, this guy on the radio told me I can no longer be a nice person. I have to be mean <laughs> and nasty, and you throw a horrible conniption fit right there in the store, wherever it is. And you say, I was given permission to do this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm serious. There is no excuse for selling sod with, uh, with nutsedge in it. Uh, really okay. be firm. And uh, I, I got some sod once from St. Augustine that had nutsedge in it, and I went back to that mm-hmm. company. And they said, oh, we're so sorry. And they handed me a, a jar of stuff to kill nutsedge, and I was, I was peeved. Mm-hmm. It was an advertiser of mine, and I took him off the air. I said, I have no interest in doing ads for you if that's the way you treat a customer. And, right, right. And, and it cost me business, but I didn't care. I just thought I don't want to do business with somebody like that. So what I would do is, is say, I need to have you come immediately and, mm-hmm. uh, and get this out. And hopefully, how long ago was the, was the fescue planted? About three weeks. Well, that nut's edge is firmly rooted, and and it's going to be hard to get it out. Let me give you two answers, Gladys. The the first answer is hopefully they will come and take enough of the soil up to get the nut's edge out. It may not all come out. There are products that can be used later, but as you're going to hear in my answer, they, they are going to be difficult to navigate. Um, right. Hopefully they will understand, if they're sod dealers, they understand. Um, and, and so they'll need to come in and take two or three inches of soil and either strain it or, or remove it and replace it. Um, okay. Of your soil, of your soil, not the sod, not just the sod, because it now is part of your uh, original soil. Uh, wow. So, so that's, that's option number one. If they're not willing to do that or if uh, they fail at doing that one way or the other, then the two products that are available to consumers that will get rid of nutsedge are Image and Sedgehammer, the original Image. I need to always emphasize the original Image product. The okay. Image was so successful that the company that, that packages it uh, started packaging other products with the active ingredient and using it for other things. But there is one of their products that is made for nutsedge control. And it's, that's okay. what I have used, and it's very effective. I don't, I've don't. i never okay. used it on uh, fescue. I assume it's labeled for fescue. Uh, and then sedgehammer is one that commercial people often use. Those both have to be put on after the grass is a year old, though. That's the navigation problem I told you you'd have. So you're going, oh, to okay. to, you're going to have to wait a while, and, and the nutsedge, meanwhile, is busily growing. Right, so. right. Well, my mother-in-law told me that what you do is sell your house and move. Well, that's that's the other thing, but you're screaming all the way, and that's where the mad Gladys comes in again. So we're giving you the same answer in two different words. Right. Okay. I would, be, I would be furious. I really would be furious if I bought sod 
and somebody sold me. It's like getting a, well, I love dogs. It's like buying a dog that has some kind of awful problem, and they didn't tell you that. Right. <laughs> or a car that needs needs a new engine. They didn't tell you that. <laughs> so anyway, good okay. luck. Thanks All for right. chuckling. Thank you, Neil. Appreciate Have a good it. day. Thank you. You too. Right. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. My website is neilsperry.com. That's where you buy my book. It's where you sign up for eGardens. It's where you find my 1001 Frequently Asked Questions. All that and a lot more at N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. I hope you'll go there and take a look around. I think you'll find a lot of good information there at neilsperry.com. Oh, it's easier to use... Uh, Ad copy when you can read. Oh, love my glasses. When people think of Mueller, they think of quality steel buildings and durable metal roofing. But that name Mueller, M-U-E-L-L-E-R, means so much more. It means you'll have a product manufactured by Mueller, including in-house engineers, to help design the building of your dreams. It means you'll have a company in business for 90 years, standing behind your warranty. It also means you get tons of added value, like roofing site visits, forklift delivery, and a Mueller assurance team that's ready to help you along the way. And Mueller is on the cutting edge, designing and manufacturing new products like their greenhouses and standing seam roofing panels. To find out more about Mueller products, go to MuellerInc.com. Give them a call if you wish at 877-2-MUELLER, 877-268-3553, or you can stop by one of their 33 locations. MuellerInc.com. Mueller means more. Mueller means steel buildings and durable metal roofing. I'll have more after this message. Thank you, Kelly. Well, we have a couple minutes left. I'm not going to try to to uh, get more phone calls at this point. Have a couple of suggestions for you. Uh, if you are trying to perk up your place and have it look a little little more uh, lively, and you don't want to go out in the heat and in uh, in all this water uh, issue curtailment. Uh, do some patio pots, do some entryway pots. Container gardening works beautifully. It gives you spots of color near the front door or right off the patio, and, and you, can, you can make the place look really great with large decorative pots and uh, some nice, if you get a big hanging basket of an appropriate plant or a, a big uh, two- or three-gallon pot, of uh, an appropriate plant and put it into a larger container, it will look great instantly. And it can give you that that pop of color that you're looking for uh, from now until frost. And so I would recommend that very highly. Uh, So that's a way to do it without uh, feeling like you have to go out and haul out the rototiller and do great big tasks. Uh, Some watering suggestions to you. Uh, One that I really believe in, if you if you have new plants that you set out this spring, they are worth a great deal of money. Be very careful that you protect those by watering them by hand. Drip irrigation uh, does not get it. With I've seen so many plants that have died because drip irrigation did not was not left on long enough. It didn't do a thorough job in watering the plants. Uh, it's better to water by hand. Use a hose and a water wand and a water bubbler at the end of that. It's a thing the size of your fist with a hundred holes in it. 
pencil-sized holes. And it will let you run the water at full blast and not wash the soil out. Have a, a, a berm, a, a basin, a donut basin, where you, you can put the water and it will be retained and then soak in and, and really uh, water deeply. Do that by hand every day or two at the most. Uh, and, and that'll keep your plants doing better. New plants must be watered that way. If you fail for one watering, you could lose all the new plants that you planted. Um, so that's very, very critical. Um, I would, I worry more about small plants, things like Asian jasmine, than I do about big shade trees that are mature in my landscape. They're going to survive, may not grow a lot, but they'll survive. But Asian jasmine won't survive. And so I'm going to water that by hand, some of the other smaller shrubs. Just common sense is so critical. I hope you have a great week. Thank you for listening to Jared Taylor. Great job on screening calls. Thank you, as I say, for listening. And until next week, happy gardening.